And we're in Buffalo on your birthday, and you just got off the phone with Benny the Butcher. <laughs> Pretty unreal. <laughs> How does sure. it feel? How was your birthday? Birthday was awesome. Yeah, we did so much shit. Went around the city, all the classic, famous landmarks that I always get to hear about in the songs and where the gods are from. And then, yeah, went to the, the drift track, did <laughs> yeah. a bunch of drifting, got to see a bunch of wicked. Never drift. seen any shit like that. No. <laughs> Sitting in a car while that shit was whipping turns and shit. That was crazy. Yeah. I feel like, thank you for doing this. But I feel like I should give an introduction on why we are in Buffalo. Mm. You know? Sure. We are both Griselda super fans. Yeah. How did you first hear about Griselda? First through uh, a good friend of mine that is like super in tune with the whole hip hop scene. And who is always like the one that tells me what is the illest shit. And yeah, I think in 2015 he put me on him. And was like, these dudes are the illest. Early, and, early Griselda. Yeah. 2015. Tw it was like fall of 2015. And then really like in 2016. But then I feel like I like fully jumped on maybe in 2017, 18 almost. That's when I like was like, damn, this really is the illest shit out. Why? Why do you think it, you connected with it so much? I think I would have connected already from the very start, but I'm kind of like stubborn or like it's hard for me to like accept or let in new music because I am such a big fan and in love with the whole 90s Boomba era. And for a long time, I wasn't really being pleased or hearing that exact sound that I really, really love. Or I would hear like one or two songs that's dope and then some stuff that I didn't like would come out and then I would be almost like disappointed a little bit. So I like, it takes some time for me to like, wanna like fully engage with the artist or like look up their whole catalog and like study all their shit. Why is 90s hip hop and skiing so connected? I think for me personally, it's because of just, it was what I grew up with. Like all my favorite skiers that I looked up to, favorite skateboarders, snowboarders, they were all super inspired by the 90s hip hop. And just the whole, the tempo maybe, it's not like super fast, you know, it's a little bit slower mm -hmm. than some of the newer, little more trap sounding or whatever you want to call it. So I think it like fits better with the skiing because in skiing, you know, you want your shit to be smooth and look good, clean, super fly. And like you want to have the attitude, you want to have the swagger and everything, you know. And at, at least me or so my vision and my dream of skiing is to have like the 90s hip hop feel to my skiing. Mm. So that's why I like basically have always dressed that way too and like I like 
envision my skiing so much. I ski a lot with headphones, with music, so it's like constantly bumping. Yeah. And driving up to the hill after skiing, editing ski movies is all, all that. So like hip hop music is one of the biggest influences to my skiing, I would say. All right, let me, the reason, I try to think why does Griselda inspire me so much? And why does that, it's because as you, they're so fly, but it seems effortless. Yeah. It's like how I feel when I watch you ski, when I watch your videos, it's like you don't give a fuck, but I know you give more fucks than anyone else, and that's why you are where you are. Yeah. You get what I mean yeah, by yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> for the words, but yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And you're just like, yeah, exactly. Like the confidence. They're like the fly shit. Like the 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 shit that they say. Like just even the like before the verse start. The intros, the outros, the shit that they just talk on yeah. the side, the interludes. Yeah, the skits, all of it is like, yeah. I'm so inspired by it. And just the whole grimy, like spooky, like almost like a little bit scary horror feel to it. A sick like piano loop. <laughs> Has like that full like mob deep, Nas, Queens kind of yeah. feel to it, which I'm super drawn into as well. Was that big where uh, you said you were born in Stockholm? S Stockholm. Was the 90s hip-hop scene big over there? Was that, how did you find that? Yeah, definitely, like, Wu-Tang was definitely super big, but I think it was, it was through skiing and ski movies That's how that, you like, got me into it. Because I was, like, maybe <clears throat> nine years old, nine, ten, when I started watching ski movies. Yeah. And that's when I discovered freestyle skiing in general and then I just like selected who was my favorite skiers or who I thought was had the best styles and like who caught my attention the most I guess and those particular skiers were all very hip-hop influenced so it's kind of through them like it was what they did and then they they were like my idols and then I was like I want to be like them so I want to dress like them. And then like, as time went on, when I was like 11, 12, 13, that's kind of when I figured out like where they took their inspiration and style from and then kind of jumped on that train ever since and luckily never had to jump off. Yeah, why do you think, do you think you were born a freestyle skier? Like, do you think destiny may put you on that path? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because I, I definitely like when I was really young, I was so into ice hockey, played a lot of hockey. And that was while my family, we lived in Stockholm. And then when I was nine years old in 2000, our family moved up to Åre, it's called. It's a little ski town, a little bit more up north of Sweden. And that's when I like discovered a whole freestyle skiing. 
because we oh we moved up there because my oldest brother was gonna start ski academy, and our whole family did ski before it and loved skiing, and we we're like, he's gonna try, he's gonna move up there to start school for skiing, and we all kind of was like, fuck, we should move with him and see what it's like to like live in the mountains rather than a city. Yeah. And then. But yeah, none of them were ever at the level that you're at. No, my, one of my brother, yes. I have an older brother that's two years older than me. And he was also like sponsored and he never did X Games, but he did like all the other big events mm -hmm. and was really, really good too. You don't ever think about why, like you don't ever pull back and think about why this life you're living is yours, like. Not why, but I often think like, or just like super grateful and like in disbelief how it all happened, kind of, because it was like, I was like the biggest, biggest fan, still am, like the super, that like studied the whole game and studied every skier and like, took little pieces from all of my favorites and was just like, so it's kind of unbelievable that I was like at some point just got to the level where, yeah. You I never lost the, your love for it. No. Saying you're a fan, you're like, you, you know, like, yeah, that's cool. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that's like my biggest strength. I think more in skiing at least, like how passionate I am about it. I'm like pretty crazy about it where I like constantly think skiing, listen to music. It's like all skiing in my head. And like every time when I'm off skiing, I like in summertime when I train or if I need any type of motivation, I just think that like it will better my skiing. Like if I need to go to the gym and I'm like feel pretty tired or like lazy to do something like that, then I'm like, well, at least I will feel a little bit better next year, a little bit stronger. Maybe I can ski a little bit longer every day. But that's what I was saying before about the rap shit, is people probably look at you, and because you are so relaxed seeming, that, like, you don't give a fuck. You know what? Do yeah. you get that? Like, do people... All right, is there, like, a new school way of skiing and an old school way of skiing? Like, the older skiers not like... Freestyle skiing, not like... Mm, not older, I would say, but definitely there is like separations with like people that do alpine racing, skiing in gates. Do they look down on what you do? They used to, maybe more, because of everybody being so like... Because in alpine racing, it's super structured. Mm -hmm. You follow, like you have your practices, you have your race, you have coaches, you have technician people you have like so many people behind it and freestyle skiing is like all individuals mm -hmm. and everybody is like doing their own thing and like you build your whole program yourself and like the way you want to ski and how you want to dress how you want to come off completely by yourself so they were all kind of like laughing at us for a while and like I felt like, yeah, nobody was, like, taking us serious, you know? What changed? I think one big change for that particular reason was when free skiing or freestyle skiing became an Olympic sport. In 2014 was the first time 
it was in Olympics, and that kind of like solidified or legitimized it to the mainstream public or whatever. But how did that happen? I think it just got so popular in skiing, like the interest for the youth is like bigger these days for freestyle skiing rather than alpine racing. Mm -hmm. So it was like more Olympics needed us more than we needed the Olympics kind of in a way, mm. I believe for sure. Or I think like, cause we were doing like our sport. Olympics was like not keeping with the times. Yeah, exactly that. And kind of like a lot of skier, freestyle skiers were super against it for a while because it is a corporations and people didn't want it to be become a sport or because it it's definitely like a lot like a lifestyle you know or like it's self-expression yeah and people didn't want it to become like coaches and like when you as serious as olympics would make it because when you involve a lot of people the barrier of entry of someone who might really love it is tougher yeah but like and if, it eliminates what you, a lot of creativity. Kinda, yeah, what you start following a protocol. What of, you can teach kids is you can do it wherever and follow your dreams and make it to the Olympics. Exactly. And they probably don't like that. Yeah. I think yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> coaches around the world probably hates me cuz I'm like exactly that like the the example of somebody that doesn't necessarily have a coach or never was brought up doing it the proper way always did it my way like there's always trends of like tricks mm -hmm. and I was always going the opposite way like always being pretty rebellious in my skiing like if this is a trend I'm gonna do this instead and just like yeah have you zigzags have so you gotten hate like do you publicly do you get hate for doing your own thing or is it more like you feel like behind closed doors the, yeah if so, more behind closed doors, the public loves it because it gives something fresh, mm -hmm. I think, at least. Or, like, at least the, like, people that's, like, aware and, like, knows the sport, they, like, many people salute me and thank me for yeah. doing so and, like, never changing because that has always been my style. And since it has always worked out, kind of, I never had a reason to change either. Did it ever feel like you were going against the grain or did you just feel like you were following what you were supposed to do? No, definitely it was at one point where I was catching a little bit of hate too. And it was maybe when I was like about 13 years old already. Cause that was like when I started developing this style that I have now that like super hip hop influenced, baggy, yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people was like, yeah, just like hating on it because it was different. I was young and yeah, they wasn't really feeling it and wasn't down with it because like at that particular point too in Sweden, the like some of the biggest stars were all super, super clean cut mm -hmm. with suit and tie style and like very fancy, good looking, clean cut. And was like, yeah. So then me coming out and just like, 
looking completely different, you know, <laughs> yeah. looking so grimy and like, yeah. don't care at all. So they were like, what the fuck? So then I, it was definitely like times where I wasn't like, cause there is a lot of competition that's like invitational. So you have to get invited to be a part of it. And I felt I was definitely a bit excluded during those times. Like I should have been in a lot of events deservingly for my skiing ability but that I think was one of the best thing in long term for my career because it made me like work so so hard and get a chip on your shoulder yeah exactly and like <laughs> exactly like always wanted to show people that my skiing is going to do the talking like I'm, I want to get so good at skiing that people can't have anything or yeah they can't hate on my style because I'm so good that they're like yeah that's why you like Griselda yeah. Because you've dri we drove around Buffalo today with Struggle Mike. There's not much here. But against all the odds, look at what they did. Yeah. You know? Exactly. That's why I fuck with them. For I don't real. have a podcast studio. I'm shooting on my iPhone right now. I, against all odds, I love the underdog. Yeah. Because the underdog isn't the underdog. The no. underdog is the person who, takes the, who doesn't miss any steps. Totally. You know? Yeah. I... I hundred percent agree and I always do that too like still to this day even though like whatever I have like the most X Games medals out of any skier of all time and like all this like accomplishments on paper but always when I go into a competition I think of myself like the full underdog that has to be there to like prove something that has never done anything before and I just like eliminate all the like success that I've had in the past because the past is the past and I want to like show what I can do yeah. right now. I was we were just talking about this before Rick Hyde, literally that if you're happy with what you do, why would you want to grow? Yeah. You kind of have to not be happy with what you're doing because that'll push you forward. Yeah. You can't ever be content with where you're at. No. No. Because if you did feel your accomplishments... And as an outsider, for people listening, I hope you don't mind me doing this. No, no, no. For people listening, you are one of the most humble dudes I've ever met. Like, bro, you're incredible. Like, and I know you can take a step out and see that sometime, but how you interact with Benny on the phone, how you're, like, nervous to message Khan, how, like, just going around and seeing how excited you are, you're a humble dude. So that, that isn't no show. That's not what I'm saying, like... You really want to be a good person. And I think that and wanting to be better is how you get better. There's no, like, secret sauce to it. You right. know, there's no secret formula to success other than wanting to be better and wanting to be a good person. Yeah. And that's why you're so accomplished and why you deserve it. Thank you. You know? Thank you so much. Yeah, so... So big words. I appreciate it so much, you know. Like, but, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I... Wouldn't you say that same thing to Conway or to Benny or to Westside? I've only met Benny so far, but for sure, like, I was so surprised and, like, so amazingly, like, greeted by Benny. Or it was the illest shit ever where I felt like when I met him, he was, like, ass happy to meet him as I was to meet him, which was, like, unreal. Yeah. And I just, like, stood down 
in the hotel lobby at X Games where I met him for like 30, 40 minutes and he was shattered about anything. And it was the sickest shit. He was like asking me like all these like skiing related questions. Like what goes through your mind when you're about to drop in to a Griselda flip? Like which is like this one trick that I named after them because I was bumping their music. How did that while... come together? Yeah, can you explain the story behind the Griselda? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was just like at X Games in 2020. And they have this one competition where it's not, it's like at the big air arena, so like the biggest stage, but you don't actually hit the big jump. You just go off where the landing is. So you have to like create your, all your energy or whatever for all the tricks yourself. And it's like a bit more simple, but if you can do it good, you have a lot of, <coughs> there's a lot of opportunity to express your creativity. And anyway, I, I used like during practice, like the 20 minute practice that you have before the competition, I came up with this like, ins like crazy nose butter trick it's called, where you like presses on the tips of your ski and like levitate. And like you have to have like so much perfect balance point and pressure, because otherwise it's easy you just slip out. And anyway, I just like did that across the whole knuckle or the flat and then to a flip out, and I was so fucking hyped before already because I did it one time before the competition. And I was like, "This shit is gonna be like." You had only done it one time before. Yeah, but that's kind of rare. Even like a lot of times, I never do it before. I used like manifest it in my head a lot, and then when it comes, then I put all my energy into doing it first try, and it has worked out a lot of times. But this one time, I did it. For this trick, particular trick, I did it one time in the practice. Practice, And then uh, when competition started, I just did it, dropped in, and then the commentator came up to me, or he was actually a, a rider too, and he, but he had a microphone, and he came to me like, what the fuck, what was that? That shit was the craziest trick I've ever seen. What do you, what do you call that one? And I was like, the Griselda flip. <laughs> Dedicated to West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, and Benny the Butcher. Because I was like bumping Chef Dread from yeah. Bobo Machine Gun Do. And I put that, I put, put that video up and it got like so insane big feedback and it went crazy viral. As well as like Benny, Wes, and Khan all reposted it and they sent messages. So like through that one trick, that wasn't really thought out or planned out. My whole Griselda connection was built. Wild. Which is insane. And then that's insane. And still, like I see it like being repo reposted by different channels, and it still like reaches like millions of views. And I even threw it on my YouTube channel like a few months ago too, because it was shout not out Family Trappers. I just want peace out, man. Hell yeah. I'll send you guys the pictures and videos in a second. Peace. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Happy birthday, bro. I yeah. you. Thank you for today. Oh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Finish no. your story. I'm going to lock the door. So you, you dedicated that to them. Yeah. And that became you being in Buffalo right now on your birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like crazy. Did you know... You knew it was going to be crazy. You knew it was going to be different. That trick? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. But I didn't think it was going to maybe reach out to that type of mass or like go viral like that way. Because a lot of times you got to, or I don't know, like in skiing, like the flyest shit is hard to get that to go viral. Mm-hmm. Kind of like hip hop too, you know? You got to have a radio hit. You got to have Gucci Mane. Yeah. Something to like have that, Conway know? do the festival. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had to bring Gucci to have everyone see Conway perform. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally. And it's like that in skiing too. So it's like. And then Conway probably got so many fans from that. Sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like super rare that like something that is like. Like f- for sure, like normal people, regular people that isn't so like in tune with the sport probably thinks like a double backflip on a huge jump is way cooler than like this nose butter double cork nine with a blunt grab or some shit like that. Yeah. Like some, cause it's like so technical for people to like see and like realize like how much actual technicality there is into each trick. But double backflip is like pretty relatable and you're like, yo, zoom, zoom. Yeah. But then so, but this trick was, I guess, like kind of like the barrier where it was like a lot, a lot of style put into it. But then you also a flip so people could kind of relate. So a lot of it is people thinking that they could do it themselves. Somewhat. Yeah. Or it's not too, it's not too much at least. So it's relatable. But then I think the nose butter part is like the super unreal where it just looks like I'm flying basically. Yeah. Because I went fast, too. <laughs> How fast do you go? I don't know. You've I, never had, like, a... No, I'm, like, I'm pretty bad with, like, the calculation of speed. Or, cal- not calculation, but I don't know... You go sta- all by feel. The stats, yeah, of, yeah. like, the speed or even length of jumps. I know just the feeling how... F- I can see, like, a jump, and then I know kind of, like, how fast it should be feeling going into it. You said you developed your style at 13. Yeah, basically. I, maybe even a little before, but 13, that's when I like started really... Was there a moment when you realized you had your own style? When I realized my, I had my own? No, that was almost a little bit later. Because until I was like 16, almost 17, I was still very influenced by my favorites. But it wasn't a di- direct copy because I wasn't like following one person and like doing exactly what he did. I was just like taking pieces from each of my like favorite. Mm-hmm. So there was like definitely like a certain move that one of my favorite skier was doing and then a different move that another one of my favorite skier and just like tried to spread my wings and like be, yeah. When did you feel like you first made it? At what age? Or were starting to make it? One, for sure, when I was 16. I was filming with this one film company from America that whole season. And then in the fall time when the movie was released, it was also at a big film festival. I won a bunch of prizes for like amateur skier of the year the movie won amateur movie of the year 
and it was like super highly appreciated. I locked it. Where are they though? I'm sorry. Oh, I don't have your keys. No, your car keys. Oh, oh, oh. They're in here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, man. Oh, I good. Just wanted to put, you move it around so you're good for tomorrow morning and shit. Now I guess yeah. So I I won a bunch of prizes in the amateur category, and then one of the biggest legend who was like one of the guys I really really looked up to. His name is Tanner Hall. He went up. He won the category for best pro skier of the year, which was like the biggest award you could win mm -hmm. at the time. And he went up on stage and grabbed the mic and was like. I don't think I deserve this one. I know he, w he was competing in the amateur category, but to me, the skier of the year is Henrik Harlow. And like... Wow. So he like didn't even like want to take the prize for winning because he thought like my part, even though... Because I was like super... Yeah, in the amateur category, like way more underground, unknown a bit, but had like been working, been laboratory, you know, like... How did that feel when you heard that? It was crazy. I was watching it. It was like a live show, and I was at home in Sweden, me and my homies, probably middle of the night. And I was like, yeah, I could not believe it. I was like basically crying style, tears of joy. You see, and- And you were 16? Yeah. Wow. And it was also, cause that was like, then I had also lived through a lot of like, hate when people wasn't, like what I was saying before, inviting me into the competition because the yeah. way I was dressing and the way like yeah people thought of me so that was kind of when it made like full circle because uh, I was recognized by the the greatest skier of all time at that point you know and he like saluted me fully and just like put me on a blast and was like this is the best skier in the world like fuck this amateur pro shit this is the best wow kind of and like gave a huge speech did that give me. you an ego? No. Why? I, I was just like... Oh, I already knew at that point that like the reason why I had made it that there was like... Because I grinded harder than anybody else I knew and was working harder. And like, so I was like, I, I was aware that I can't let that shit get to me. That I'm going to keep on grinding at least as hard, maybe even harder. So I already knew, like, at, at an early age, too, I, it's, like, a part of it, too, that I know that you, like, have to work super hard to make it to the top. But once you get to the top, then you have to start working twice as hard to maintain that position. Yeah. Because it's easy for people to, like, work super hard and make it up. And then you just kind of lose it because they get satisfied or comfortable or I don't really know. Yeah, I always try to like tell myself like, yo, you gotta go, go, go. Like, don't let this shit get to you. You're 32 years old today, if you don't mind me saying that. Yeah, no. That no. happened when you were 16. Yeah. This is literally half of your life has been since that moment. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. I didn't think about it like that, but <laughs> straight up. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm, yeah, crazy. So thankful, you know, <laughs> and so thankful, like, yeah. That's wild. Did you ever lose love for it, lose passion for it at any point in your life? 
No. No. Crazy enough, I like love it pretty much exactly as much as I ever done. It's definitely I had harder times just with injuries mm -hmm. where I have been set back from skiing and then I'm not as happy because I can't ski. Yeah. And skiing is like my ultimate happiness. Yeah. So when that's taken away, it, it was harder, especially I had one, my first injury, I was like 18. So then I was so hungry and was like ready, ready. What happened? I used to tore my meniscus in my knee and had to have like a, when they sew on, they stitch back the meniscus. So it took like almost five months and it happened like in November. So it was like basically the whole season was just gonna not happen. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was bummed, but then, and also coming back then too, like you at first don't, don't really feel like yourself because you have a little bit of pain. You haven't, you haven't skied as much as before. So it takes a little bit of time. So it was harder during those times, but I still loved skiing like mm -hmm. for sure as much. And I knew, I was aware that that's the process that you have to go through after an injury. Yeah. And it was kind of good again, they happened somewhat early in my career. So I like was put into perspective, like about treating the body, going and training in the off season and like everything they, all your preparation is gonna only do good for you. Do you want any of this? I'm good. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Flavor Seal by James Russo. He makes the dopest hats and items in small batches from various recycled materials. You can check out some of his items on screen now, or if you're listening, you can find out what he makes at Flavor Seal Handmade on Instagram. That's Flavor Seal Handmade on Instagram. They're handmade in New York City, made in small batches, and they are absolutely incredible. So make sure to go check them out and say Bucked Up sent you. Let's get back into it. <laughs> Shout out Lake Hills for the pre-roll. <laughs> I feel like I was getting too serious in this. I'm so, <coughs> I'm so interested in what you're talking about yeah, that sorry, I, I, I have just turned this into a serious interview because, bro, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. fun for me to, to speak to you about it too because I never... I don't talk about it so much. I don't really like too much to go on too many podcasts and interviews because, I don't know, for a while. I did it like two years ago for the first time and always before that, I always passed on it. You never, never did that? Before, like two years ago, really, because wow. I was like kind of like secretive or like wanted to keep my shit. Well, trust me, this is a secretive podcast. Not no, that no, many yeah. people listen. No, but, but it's perfect. But it's like I didn't like want to let, let anybody know about my secrets or like how I'm mm. thinking because I knew I was onto something different than everybody else. But you're such a good dude. Don't you think that you could inspire so many kids that were like you, that feel rebellious, that feel let down by what they think the path is? For sure. And I knew, like, sooner or later, later, I would get to the point where I do that, yeah. too. Have you ever had an interview where, like, this dude where the interviewer smokes as much weed as I do? No, <laughs> I don't think so, no. <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> no, but 
I feel like I appreciate that because I do this podcast because I hope some kid who's 16 or, or whatever watches it and is like, oh shit, that's all you have to do? All you have to do is like follow your passions. Yeah. Have an iPhone. Who doesn't have an iPhone? And who doesn't have passions? Yeah. Who, okay, skiing may be the barrier of entry is hard, but not really. If you have a passion for it and you just start, yeah. Everyone has a passion about something, you yeah. know? For sure. Yeah. It's how much you want it. And it, it is. It, there is definitely sports that is more accessible than skiing is, but there is definitely like if 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 there is a will, there's a way, kind of. I think that like if you have the passion or if you really want it, you can in a lot of times like or like for sure not <laughs> if you live like in in the south or like in Texas yeah. or mm -hmm. Mexico or anything like that for sure it's like. It's gonna be really hard to become a skier, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, if you like, yeah, fortunate enough to like be around mountains and stuff like that, like there, yeah. But it doesn't matter. I think if anyone listens to you and your story, it doesn't matter if skiing is their passion because that doesn't. Just like you're not a rapper, but you're inspired by true rap. True, you know, true. yeah. You should be inspired by just following passion and shit. Yeah, straight up. Do you have yeah. a favorite Griselda album? As the whole crew? Like, as, no, like one album out of the three of them that's your Oof. favorite. I won't ask you who your favorite is on camera. No, <laughs> I would be so hard, too. I don't, have a, I, think, I don't have an answer either. I think they complement each other so well. Yeah. That's why I would almost say... What would Sheen Gun do? Because it is all three. And I think it's such a good one. Yeah. But then, pff, I really, really like Fly God. That was like one of the early ones that like really put me on. Yeah. Do you feel like you've had any influence in skiing with rap like Griselda is Griselda growing in the ski scene for sure yeah for sure a lot <laughs> like that I think I have I basically introduced introduced Griselda to the whole ski scene and since I am what somewhat like a big name in skiing mm -hmm. and like a lot of people follow mm -hmm. what I do there is so many people now that like when they make their little Instagram cuts or edits on YouTube, there is a lot of Griselda soundtrack. And I have like a bunch of like my own like kind of ad-libs or like barking and, and even take from other hip hop artists like their ad-libs or whatever, you sing in their songs. And a lot of skiing kids imitate that too <laughs> and like fully it's... Who else do you like? In hip hop? Yeah, like for newer names. F. I like a lot, but like the whole Wu, Wu has had so big influence on me, and like Nas, Mob Deep, Big L, 
All right, you need to start listening to some newer rappers. You're like, all right, I'm not. You're like the skiers who need to get introduced to the new style. Yeah, you need to I get on a, board with the new style. A little bit newer <laughs> would be like Earl. I like okay. Earl, Joey. Earl's amazing. Yeah. And Joey's amazing, but Earl's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? Do you like like Rome Streets, like Stove God Cooks, Boldy James, like for sure. the Griselda yeah. affiliates too? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. No, no, I love their shit too. But yeah, I am like definitely pretty, still a bit stuck in the 90s. Like I go back all the time to the 90s. Yeah. But then like, it's like on the Griselda too, or like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, their shit. I'm so mad. But then for sure, like any feature that they have with these guys, anybody else, I'm, I'm all about. I'm so mad you didn't get to see Westside perform last night. Yeah. You really, uh, I thought that, I felt so bad. I was like, damn, he comes to America and he thinks there's a shooting at the concert. Yeah. That shit was trippy, I thought. That shit, my heart was racing. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? That your adrenaline can race in a scary way that way. But then yeah. today when we're in the cars, my adrenaline's racing a completely different way. So and I get much. that same feeling, but it's a good feeling. Yeah. Word. Was that the same yeah, feeling that when you ski? Today is more like uh, how I ski. Yeah, I yeah. get excited and hyped and I'm like feeding off that <laughs> adrenaline and like get so pumped can up. You, can you describe what we did today? We went uh, inside cars and did a bunch of drift-ins. Yeah. Like with some ill-ass people that was like drifting. And, yeah. Shout out Big Indian Drift. Yeah. Big Indian Drift uh, outside of out. Buffalo. Yeah. And I'm going to put videos at the end of this of us drifting and shit. You and should. in the go-karts go and shit. Yeah. Those were crazy. And the motos and everything that, that were drifting <laughs> yeah. around us. Yeah. It was yeah. Are you an adrenaline junkie? Yes and no. Because with skiing, yes. Like for sure there is so much adrenaline and I love it. But then I, I never did skydiving or anything like that. Maybe because I'm a little bit afraid that I would like it a lot. And would mm. maybe go down a bad spiral. <laughs> Do you get addicted to things? If I love it, for sure. I get super passionate and like love it and I do it all the time. What's your weirdest hobby? Like do you have anything that like people didn't don't know you're obsessed about? I have a bunch of things but not really hobbies. I guess No, not really. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you were like a fucking archery master or some shit. No. <laughs> No. Because you said, like, you get obsessed over things. Yeah. You know? But a lot of things is actually, like, kind of, like, like, seasonal or, like, for a period of time, whatever. So, like, I, some summers, like, start loving to bike. And I bike, like, crazy every single day, like, on the road, like, going crazy. And other summers I go, whatever, hiking like crazy. Another summer I might pick up, like, a keyboard and I play a lot of keyboard and, like, learn... Yeah. A lot of hip-hop tracks on play like that. Or it's like certain things like that. Mm -hmm. 
but the only one, the one thing that I'm like that by stays at all time is hip hop and skiing. Are the two that I'm like doing constantly and never get tired of and never switch my routine. But you can't ski all the time. You can. But travel? Yeah, exactly. Do like, you ski year round? I used to. Or like ski like 300 days a year, basically. <sighs> That's crazy. I used, yeah, I used Bro, to ski. That, I mean, you're the best. You're the best. So of course that makes sense, but that is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I've been like, what a pri privilege enough to be able to do it. You know, mm -hmm. like I had the sponsors and the support and was able to go because you got to go to like glaciers and then to like New Zealand because they have their since it's the, the southern hemisphere, yeah. they have their winter in the summer, and it's like, yeah, so you can like seek snow at all time. And I was doing it for a while. But then now, maybe the last two, three years, I've kind of started to have a bit more of a summer just to recover for my body. Yeah. And like charge up the batteries and get hyped up for the next season. So you can enjoy it. Yeah. And that's and probably only, tiring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so much. Chasing that dragon. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good dragon to chase or whatever <laughs> you want to say, but for sure, like, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And even more for the body. Like, the mental part, I, I could do it. If my body was, like, okay with me going as hard as I want to every single day, then I would for sure do it. Yeah. But now, but I think it's good, too. You can it ski makes into me, old age, though. Yeah. I see hella like old ass dudes skiing. When I go skiing, I'm like, bro, you're like halfway in the grave right now. How are you skiing right now? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can ski into old age. For sure. I don't know if you can do tricks and shit. Maybe not ask crazy tricks, but hopefully. Are there any like old skiers who are still going hard? Yeah, for how young the sport is. Because the sport was like basically founded or like started like in or yeah hard to say but like the type of free skiing or freestyle skiing that i do like in the late 90s so there aren't people that are like old enough to like have started in the beginning and gone because like the age is racing all the time yeah. like when i was young growing up then the oldest guys was like in their 20s and now i'm in the 30s and then that guy, who is the biggest legend ever to me, Tanner Hall, he's still going, and he's 40. So the, the age is like racing yeah. at all times. Kind of like hip-hop, too, is. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like it's a new thing. art form, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, hip-hop has had its 50th birthday Yeah. two days ago, Yeah. yesterday. Yeah. 50's not that old. No. It's crazy. And do you think that's because, do you think that's why, well, skiing's have been around for so long, but as like an institution, it was harder for that to become a new sport because like skiing in total is, it's like music not accepting hip hop, you yeah. know? I know we were talking about it in the beginning, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, as I said, like the institution around it is so been built up yeah for sure you know what i mean yeah or am i just talking in fucking circles right now <laughs> no it's all good <laughs> but i get what you say and i agree for sure like it takes time for it to be 
legitimized or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at some point, you just gotta follow the, what the youth think. I feel like. What do you? Or like when they are all preaching that that is the hot shit, mm -hmm. the best shit, then like all these older, that's like stuck with the old, it's outdated, kind of. What do you wish you knew? Like when you were younger? There's a lot of like small things for sure, but I guess just like I would have like even like if I had a chance would have tried to take care of my body even more when I was younger, like or like just have even longer longevity mm -hmm. idea of my ski career. But it's not like I regret anything at all that have happened because it's like it brought me to where I am right now and I'm so fucking happy in life. Skiing a lot of time, a lot. Yeah. In Buffalo. In Buffalo on your birthday. Yeah. Doing a. We ate so much before this. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you woke up for the podcast. I did. I feel like we you. ate it so was... much fucking pizza beforehand. Yeah. And had a and long ass I was so day. dead. I thought I wasn't gonna make it, and then. <laughs> we had I'm a long so hyped now because it was so. It's so fun to speak to you about this shit. Really? Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I can't and believe I just said, I I'm going to say that was a bitch move for me to say really, so I apologize for that, but that does really? mean a lot. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's like... No, but it's, it's different, because it's like, yeah, I don't know. When you saw, like, when you said you had seen some stuff of mine, that blew my mind, man. Like, it blew my mind, because I just started this, probably for the same reason you started this, is like... I made a choice to take myself seriously. Even if it's not serious, it's yeah. what I said in the beginning. It's what I feel like I get inspired in you as, is like not giving a fuck, but really giving the most fucks. Yeah. Because if you care hard, but enjoy the ride, yeah. you're going to live the best life you can. For sure. Straight up. And you might be hanging with Conway this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> if that happens, I'm a... it's going to be so unreal. It's going to happen. Shout out Struggle Mike. Yeah. Thank you Shout for letting out. us use your space. Shout One out thing to, Oh, sorry. No, what were you saying? One thing, too, that I want to say that I never really got to express mm -hmm. too much, but one of the sickest things for me is that also, like, uh, the whole language or speaking English... I basically learned from listening to hip-hop music. Really? Which is kind of crazy, because I was, like, in school, because I was so focused about skiing and shit, like, didn't really care about school too much more than just, like, trying to mm -hmm. pass on or, like, make it through, whatever. So the least effort I could, I would do. <laughs> and just, like, think about skiing at all times. But then, like, through hip-hop music was, like, how I learned to speak English. That's crazy. So just like learning lyrics and like reading it and like singing it. Like first, like not even knowing what I'm singing, but just like hearing the sounds, you know, and repeating it over and over. And then kind of just like learned how to speak. And that's kind of, that's probably why I speak the way I speak, you know. And like a lot of people is always like, what the fuck, what is, 
what is your accent? And I'm like, I'm from Sweden. <laughs> and but you, like, learn, like, you learned from fucking listening to hip hop. Yeah. That's crazy. Mainly. Like for sure there's other, Yeah, of course. Like watching movies. But like the movies that I was watching too was like all like hip hop movies. Belly, Juice, How High, Friday. It was like all, all those movies were like my movies that I was watching if it wasn't ski movies. Who put you on to all that? I think at first it was the my favorite skiers, what I was saying. Favorite skiers, snowboarders, skateboarders. But like, do you remember the first time, like the first memory you have of hip-hop? I do remember, like, but this, this was like before I fell in love with hip-hop even. When I still lived in Stockholm, when I was like young, maybe like seven, I remember watching MTV and I saw like saw Gravel Pit music video yeah. from Wu Tang and I love dinosaurs. <laughs> and I remember it so well that I love that music video because they had like the whole dinosaur theme. <laughs> and that's kinda like one of the first That's first. crazy. Wait, you guys gotta I it might be because I'm really high right now. It's kind of like But little. dinosaurs are the reason you are what you are today. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Part of it. You liked a hip-hop music video because of dinosaurs. Hip-hop inspired you <laughs> with the skiing on all that to learn English. That, and that's how you... Um, that's the name of the episode. Episode is dinosaurs taught you everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. For that's sure. crazy. Gravel yeah. Pit Dinosaurs. Gravel Pit by Wu-Tang Clan. It's like, yeah. that's like one of the right. first, first hip memories at least. No, I think that was the timer. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Hell yeah, we got you. You're welcome back anytime. You have open invitation. Next yeah. time we'll have a fun conversation when it's not midnight yeah. after a long day. Yeah, definitely a long day. Yeah, for real. You have any final words you want to say? I just want to thank you everybody here and think like well hip-hop music all the hip-hop artists that have like inspired me and like changed my whole life changed my whole skiing my career everything you know happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear henrik yeah. happy birthday to you and we're out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.